being reasonable. Now heard on WHUPLP Hillsborough, WCOM Carborough, and WPVM Asheville. Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsborough, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we speak with Kim McAllister, certified angel light messenger at Rainbow Wings Consulting. Kim sits down to discuss her belief and how having relationships with angels can benefit one's life as well as the people around you. So let's speak with Kim McAllister, Certified Angel Light Messenger at Rainbow Wings Consulting. I don't try to convince people that angels are real because everybody has free will. So, um, so like on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that angels exist? To me, there are some days you talk to me and I will tell you seven out of seven out of seven. And then there are some times I will say six and a half because it's not anything tangible that people can see or feel or touch. And sometimes that doubt creeps in of, did I, did that really happen to me? Did I really have this conversation? Or was this sign given to me? And and just the logical mind yeah. kind of takes over and then, and then you start doubting. But yet mm. I've had these experiences that tell me, yes, this really has happened. It really is real. And on a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? To believe in things that or are true. Or true and real. I, I, true and real, I'd, I'd say six and a half, seven. Okay, so pretty high up on mm-hmm. both scales, I'd say. Yeah. You said that in a tangible sense, you can't see it or touch it or experience it in the normal senses I'm thinking you're saying. So how do we know it's true? So the experiences that I've had with the angels, I can't describe it as any other way but true. I've felt them, not a physical sense of feeling them, but this inner almost heart sense of feeling angels. I've seen angels. I've sensed them around me. I've heard them talk to me. So I know that they're there. I will 
I will see sparkles of color light. I will feel a shift in the air. Sometimes it's just... Of all those things that you've experienced, and it sounds like you do experience these sensations, Mm -hmm. what would be your best evidence of the ones you've discussed that angels are here? Well, I've seen angels. Okay, so it would be seeing So I have seen angels. Um, I used to see them much more. And what, and what do. do you? What did you see? What do I see? Yeah. Okay, I have I have seen angelic wings. So you've seen wings. I have seen wings. I have seen a very very um, tall being mm-hmm. um, who just glowed, and I got this incredible sense of love and peace when I saw that being. I do see them clairvoyantly uh, when I'm giving a reading to someone. When you see angels, are you the only person who sees them or other people around you see them too? Um, Most of the time, it's just me seeing them. If you see an angel and other people around you are not seeing the angel, what is the reason you think that would be? In your mind, I think sometimes people are afraid to see angels or wonder if an angel w- would really show itself to them. Mm. And so I think everybody can have an angelic encounter, whether mm. it's seeing an angel mm-hmm. or hearing an angel or sensing an angel. It's just being open to it and allowing for the possibility. There's a bush out there. Does me wanting to see that bush, when I look at that bush, make me more likely to see that bush? I don't think it's the want part because I have friends who tell me all the time, I just really want to see an angel. I really want to see an angel. But yet they will get different things. They will get feathers. They'll see white feathers. So that seems to be the way that the angels will communicate with them by giving them different signs. So I want to see feathers and I don't see feathers. I I don't usually look down and find feathers just gifted to me. So I think it's just whichever way the angels can communicate the best with you. So it seems like angels reveal themselves in many different ways, Mm -hmm. through visions of angels, through feathers, through lights, I think you mentioned before. Sparkling Sparkling lights, lights. music. You can get messages that way. You can feel sensations. With all those messages that can indicate angels— Are there any messages that you could receive that would indicate that there are not angels? Are you talking about um, people who have passed over? Or are you talking about um, more 
darkness? Or? Well, I want to use the language you're using. So I want to use angels as you are describing and as angels. When I talk about angels, what I am talking about are heavenly beings who have come to earth okay. to help you, okay. who have not been um, an earthly being. So I am not talking about grandma who passed over and comes back. That to me would be um, like a guide. Would it be possible to receive any kind of message or any kind of sensation or any, is there anything that could happen to you that would say, hey, maybe angels, and I'm not saying this is the case, but maybe angels aren't here, you know? Is there anything that Is there anything that would convince me that angels don't exist? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, and I'm not saying that's the case. Uh, No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, With what has happened to me over the years, I don't think that there's anything that would happen that would convince me otherwise. Is it useful in a general sense for anybody To have a belief, any belief, that can't be shown to be false? I don't know. If a belief can't be shown to be false, then how do we know it's true? That it exists. Kind of like if you can't feel pain without feeling good, the the two different sides. Um, Honestly, I don't know. I think that's why there are times that that doubt kind of creeps in because you're like, is this really real or isn't it? And do you have faith in what you believe or don't you? And by faith, what do we mean? Just this belief that you don't have to see it to know that it's there. You believe in it whether there's tangible proof or not. So you're saying that faith is believing something without evidence for that belief? I think so. Given a choice with any belief, it could be angels or any belief, would you rather have faith for that belief or would you rather have evidence for that belief? Good question. Um, I think I'm really lucky that I have some evidence and some faith (laughs) to put it together. That's a good question. Um, I think a little bit of both is nice. Um, Mm. Like for me, having experiences with angels, but yet since they're not something tangible, having that faith that they're there just kind of works for me. If angels did not exist, 
and I'm not saying this is the case, but if they didn't, mm -hmm. what would be, in your mind, the second best explanation for the things that you've seen or heard? Or is there another way you'd be able to square that circle in your mind? I just say that it's from God. Whatever, whatever God is, you know, I think that angels are messengers from God. And if what I'm seeing that I'm saying are angels and angelic beings, then, you know, God would find another way. So the second best explanation would be that it's messages from God. Mm-hmm. The way that I think of it is God and the angels kind of go hand in hand. Um, it's kind of like us, we have a president, but we also have a town councilman. And so you want to get something done, I would go to a town councilman or an angel versus the president. Does that make sense? Just to kind of show they all work as part of the same scheme, but to me... Angels are a little more accessible. Would the same issues about knowing whether angels exist also apply to a god? Does that make sense? Not exactly sure. You mean like, do, do I think God exists without seeing any evidence of his existence? Whatever difficulties we have showing that angels are true and real, do those come up when we want to know whether God is true and real, or is that something different? Oh, I think that they can be the same because, because you, you have a sense that somebody created all of the earth, if that's what you believe, but yet, how do you know? And yet, the same with angels. You get this sense that there's some being here to, to help us on the way, but you don't, they don't leave a business card that says, hey, stopped by, you know? So, does that kind of answer your question? Yes, I think so. I'm just trying to understand and I'm just really trying to put my head around this, that you believe that this is real at a six and a half, and you want to believe in things that are true at a six and a half, and I want to know how we know that it's true. For me... It really comes down to this feeling that I've had inside, inside my soul, I think, when I've had these experiences, that there was no rational way to describe what I was seeing or hearing or feeling. But yet there was no proof of it except for what I was feeling. So that's why I couldn't say 
with all certainty at a seven that that's what it is, but mm. I couldn't discount it. You know, it's just there. We continue our conversation with Kim McAllister, certified angel light messenger at Rainbow Wings Consulting, as she discusses her belief in how having relationships with angels can benefit one's life and the people around you. Coming up after this short break. could do a thought experiment. Let's say I believe Buddy Holly is a god, a literal god. I'm just Buddy Holly. I believe Buddy Holly is a literal god. I feel that Buddy Holly is a literal god. I've sensed that Buddy Holly is a literal god for a long time, and I believe it. What does that say about my belief that Buddy Holly is a god? So, we could either say, A, you're crazy, which I've heard many times, 
Or we could say that maybe that's what you need on this part of your journey to have this belief to get you through your day. Does me believing Buddy Holly is a god have anything to do whether Buddy Holly is a god? In your mind, in your soul, on how you act, on how you move forward. I think if anybody believes something so strongly, then they're going to take action on what those thoughts and beliefs are. So I'm trying to follow you. So me believing in something can make that something true. For you. Are truths true for individuals or are truths true for everyone? I think everybody has their own set of truths. And I think for me with angels, a lot of people have had a lot of the same experiences and can have a collective belief. So do truths need to be factually accurate to be truths? I don't know. Because it's, that would be true for you, that Buddy Holly would be a god, somebody that you would emulate, somebody that you would go through, you know. If Buddy Holly is a god. Maybe it, I'm having a hard time uh, understanding the whole Oh, I'm Buddy having, Holly. no, it's me. Holly, no, it's me. I don't know. If Buddy Holly is a god, a literal god, the way I would see it is that Buddy Holly would be a god whether I exist or don't exist. And Buddy Holly would be a god whether you exist or mm-hmm. don't exist. That Buddy Holly would be a god mm-hmm. in the universal objective sense of the word. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what I'm saying when I say don't truths need to be factually accurate to be truths. <sighs> You know, I just don't know, you know, because who knows, maybe there are going to be other people out there who believe Buddy Holly's a god, you know. I, I don't know about things. If, if How do you prove that it's truth? I, I don't know. I don't think I can answer your question. It's a difficult question. I, for me, I would want to and be perfectly willing to and would be excited to believe in something And in this case, I mean, to believe in a thing, whether it be angels or anything, in this case, angels, I am perfectly willing to believe it. But what if I want to believe in things 
What if I say to myself, I want to have evidence for the things I believe? What do we think about that statement? So, when I think about evidence of angels, I go again to these personal experiences that, you know, I've seen and felt the angels and it's not anything that I can show anybody else. And if I say with Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. I see and feel Buddy Holly, and it's not something I can really show anybody else, mm-hmm. how does that resonate with you? Now, if you were to say to me, I see and feel Buddy Holly, knowing that you were a radio guy, I would say, Maybe Buddy Holly is one of your guides coming back to help you. I don't have to see it. I don't have to know it. But if you're telling me that you were having experiences of that, then knowing my experience, I couldn't discount yours. Does that make sense? So if we all believe in these different things, these different gods or angels or Buddy Holly or anything. Where are we at that point? What do we do to find out what's real, as I described in an objective, universal sense? What can we do? Well, I don't think everybody has to believe the same thing. You know, um, I think God and the angels are all about free will, and each person has to go through their own journey and discovery to see how they move through life. We continue our conversation with Kim McAllister, certified angel light messenger at Rainbow Wings Consulting, as she discusses her belief in how having relationships with angels can benefit one's life and the people around you. Coming up after this short break. I could be here alone I'd rather be low with you When all else falls away Will you be here? Will you stay? Everything floats away And when it's my time I'll float away Nothing owns me and you Everything floats away Everything floats away Everything floats away Everything floats away Thank you. 
feels like a raging storm I think I just float away If I wasn't anchored to you Everything floats away 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 Everything floats I want to know what is true and real about the universe, about how the universe works. And if I can't find out what's true, I want to figure out how would I go about finding out what's true? What method could I go through to discover that? And I'm asking myself that. And now I'm asking you. (laughs) Well... One of the things that I did when I first started having these experiences, because I was afraid. I didn't know what it was. Um, I started having experiences when I was little, when I was a little girl, and everybody said, no, you know, that's not what you're experiencing. And it took a while me to get to a point where I felt more comfortable thinking about it again and thinking, well, maybe I do need to find out what was going on. It seems like you've had a lot of personal experiences Yes. with angels. And if someone else said they had a lot of personal experiences with Buddy Holly, I wonder if we're coming around to the same place. And I'm wondering if Personal experience is a reliable way to know whether something is true and real in the universal sense of true and real. For me, it's been something that I've been able to share with people, and I've found other people who have validated some of the same experiences that I've had and said, oh, I have had this angelic experience too. And so I've been able to find people online and to have in my life who I can talk to about the experiences. And um, they've really 
normalized it for me to a point where I feel very confident and comfortable in my belief of angels. And even though my experience is unique to me, there have been so many similarities Mm -hmm. that people have said kind of happens that that's been very helpful. Um, I've read a lot of books on angels. I've um, I've studied with um, people on angels, how to read angel cards, because that was the first thing that made me kind of go, oh, this is who I've been talking to. I was gifted an angel card deck, and all of a sudden— It seemed to resonate with the things you had experienced. Originally, I was gifted a tarot deck, and I just—it did nothing for me, but— Um, I was then gifted an angel deck, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And even some of the um, feelings that I got looking through that were the same as some of the experiences that I had. And I was like, this is real. And um, the more I delved into that, the more my belief became stronger And then being able to discuss with people what I was seeing or feeling, that really brought it out even more. Is it possible to have a belief and that belief be helpful and that belief work really well in your life and that belief help you help others and that belief be positive in every way, yet that belief not be true. You know, I'm sure anything is possible. I know that I use my experiences with the angels to help people. And like you said, it's positive and helpful in all ways. And yet, if someone somewhere along the way shows me definite proof that the angels don't exist. A, I don't think I could believe it, but B, if it it was... How could someone show you that something doesn't exist? I have absolutely no clue. Is this okay? Has this been okay for you? Oh, this has been okay. Have I been okay for oh, you? Oh, no. This has been, I love this. It's extremely interesting. I really love talking to people about this. I just want to make sure it's okay for you. Oh, God, yes. Because it's, sometimes it's hard for me to tell. Because I don't want, sometimes I, I feel like I'm putting people on the hot seat and no, that's not what I'm trying I'm, to do. I'm just like, yeah. you know, I don't have the answers. I'm not a theologian. I'm not an intellectual. You know, I'm just me, you know, for living over in Durham. <laughs> If this belief, and I'm not saying this is the case, if this belief was not true, would you want to know it? No, I wouldn't because what the angels give me in my life is just, they are just incredible. Um, they give me hope, they give me love and peace, and um, 
And I believe that this belief is helpful for you. I can see it on your face. I can see how you talk about it and how your face lights up when you talk about this belief. And it seems, I have no evidence for the contrary, that this belief has really worked in your life. Yeah. And you tell me that if this belief was not true, that you're okay with that. You wouldn't want to know it. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, I asked, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? And then you said six and a half. And I'm trying to put both <laughs> of those, hand, I have one in each hand, and now I'm going to try to put those together. And I'm trying to do that. Help me get there. We'll just say that if, uh, if it's that half a, half a little point that isn't true, we can keep it there. We'll just, I. So that's where that half point is. That's where that half point is. You know, I so truly believe in the angels and what they do. Um, if the angels in some way, shape, or form are not real, I really can't believe that, but I'm okay going forward in my belief and staying where I am at a six and a half. One thing I sometimes wonder with beings like angels and, and other entities, I wonder, and I don't know if you've wondered this too, why don't they reveal themselves more to us than they do? Why is it something that we have to look for, we have to be open for, we have to be in the right cognitive frame of mind? Why are these entities so difficult to know? I don't think that it's that they're difficult to know. I think you've got free will, So, a lot of people just don't seem, you have to invite the angels in because of free will, because you don't want them to just come on in and take over everything, and sometimes people forget to do that, you know, Um, or don't know to do that, and um, the angels are, are there, they do want to help you. They do want to make your life a good one. If I tell myself I want to see angels, and if I'm still not seeing angels, I'm not correctly inviting them in? No. no. Okay. Just trying no, to understand. No, not, not at all. Okay. I'm, um, just trying to, I'm just trying to see where you're coming angels, from. Angels are here to help us. Day in, day out, I ask for a good parking spot sometimes when I'm, you know, just like, hey, angels, can you help me find something? It's raining out, and I just, I want a close parking spot. It might seem stupid to ask for that, but, you know, um, I expect that they're going to help me. I have that relationship with them that I just know that they're there and expect them to help me in every way. Are you saying that people who believe in angels are able to find, say, better 
parking spots than people who don't believe in angels? Not necessarily, but I can ask for help in finding one. And when we get that help, how do we know that's an angel? Sometimes you don't, but when I get that help anyway, I just say thank you. Thank you for giving me this parking spot. If I want to believe in angels and I invite angels in to my life— You don't have to say any special prayer or anything. You can just say, angel, and they'll come. Okay. If I just say angel and I invite angels and they don't come, what is the reason— Your angels are always with you. And your angels will always come whether you feel them or sense them or know them or not. Aside from that explanation, what would be the second best explanation? So are you saying you've invited the angels in and you are not seeing any tangible evidence of their help? So what I found is a lot of time people will ask the angels to come into their lives. They'll invite them in. And then they'll forget to have a conversation or they'll forget to listen or they'll forget to look for the signs. It's like you have somebody over for dinner and forget to invite them to sit down at the table. One thing that I have noticed is when people ask the angels for help and they don't think that they're getting it, A lot of times what's happening is the angels are working in the background on things. You might say, oh, I I want that job. I have a um, friend who's been looking for a job and and I keep saying she's going to get a job, but she keeps inviting it in and that job just is not coming. I'm not discouraged for her. I just know that the angels are making the best possible job come her way. So when that job does come, it's going to be revealed, you know, and she's going to be able to see looking back how had one of these other jobs worked out, it just wouldn't have been the right thing. Does that make sense? I think I see where you're coming from. I I do. Just it's not like FedEx. You don't. Ask for something, then there it is right in the mail. So let's say I want to believe in angels. What is the number one thing I should do after this conversation is over and, you know, I'm sitting on my couch later tonight and I want to do this? What is the number one thing I should do? Just thank the angels for being in your life and tell them that you're ready to invite them in more often and would love to have a conversation with them. And if I don't see evidence for angels at that point, what does that say about me? Nothing. It just means just keep trying and being open. And if I do this for three years and I don't see angels, and I'm trying. (laughs) And you don't have to see them see them. You can hear them. You can Look for signs. And I do this for three years. I try to feel feel them, see them, sense them. And I apologize for the chicken. That's okay. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I do this for three years, and I still don't see angels. Is it possible that there is something about me that is unable to see angels? Is there something? No. No. 
the angels will find a way to get a message to you. If you are having a difficult time with the angels, you can write a letter to them. You can meditate. You can pray. You can just ask for their help. Um, if you're not seeing any results of that, maybe there's something that you're not supposed to see, and maybe that's a message for you that part of your journey is to move forward, coming up with some of your own choices. Like, you've got a choice in, in the road. Are you going to turn left or are you going to turn right? And you ask the angels, which way should I go? And you get nothing. That's a message in itself. The silence is to tell you, well, either way is good. You decide. You choose the road for you. So seeing angels is a message that I've seen angels. And also not seeing angels is a message that I'm seeing angels. Mm-hmm. Kind of all depends on what you believe. How do you feel like this conversation went? I, I liked it. I, I hope I was good for you. Oh, it was a great conversation. I hope I was, this conversation was good for you. I, sometimes I can listen back to these conversations, and I, and I can say to myself, Mark, you sounded kind of harsh there. Why are you badgering this person, this kind person <laughs> who agreed to come to your house and talk to you? During the conversation, I don't sense that I'm doing that, but I really enjoy can I tell you, while we were talking, the Archangel Gabriel is behind you. Really? And the Archangel Gabriel is very much about communication. Okay. And right so, here? yes. Yes. Right and here? Yes. Okay. Right there. You can't see him. Well, I'm looking around. <laughs> there is an energy... Over your shoulder. Can you can you sense like a little shift in the air pressure behind you at all? I'm trying. But it's not I there. honestly am trying. <laughs> um, That's what I can tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, what I can tell you is that I see an energy and I just, I know that it's Archangel Gabriel. How do I know this is because of um, my conversations with him in the past. It's interesting because Archangel Gabriel comes to me both as male and female. He's one of the only archangels that I ever see as either or. Um, so sometimes Gabriel comes as Gabrielle. Sometimes he comes as Gabriella. But in this time for you, he's actually come as Gabriel. And what uh -huh. does that say about me? Gabriel is all about communication. And um, it was very interesting because before I came to the show today, um, I was a tad bit nervous. <laughs> and um, I'm nervous before shows too, believe it or not. <laughs> and <laughs> he showed up for me today too, talking about... Um, public speaking, and how you can still clearly communicate ideas and information. So it makes no... Um, so I'm... Are you, so are you saying that I'm a, I'm a good communicator? Yes. Or, 
Uh. Because Archangel Gabriel actually helps you and works with you. Um, Can you, would you mind come talk with my wife? Oh, happy to. To tell her I'm a good communicator? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell her, according to the angels, you do a great job. (laughs) Don't know about it. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.
You've blown the cobwebs away But now is the spring of our discontent Oh Today is a new day A warm and happy day A good time to be Goodbye to the ice and snow Enjoy the red Bordeaux Look how you survive But now is the spring of our discontent Oh Now is the spring of our discontent to the orange fascist tyrant
Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something used to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something used to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something used to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something used to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing